Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I believe baptism is for the remission of sins, that one is born into the kingdom of God through baptism in Jesus' name, and that baptism is necessary in order to be saved. What I sometimes hear in response to those assertions is, baptism is important, but it's only a symbol. We are baptized because we are saved, and not saved because we are baptized. Now, I agree Baptism is a symbol, but I believe the Bible teaches it is more than a symbol. But before we get into this, please help me out. I want the gospel of Jesus Christ to reach as many people as possible. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit subscribe and that little bell icon to receive updates when I upload new content. If you're listening to the Gospel Saves podcast on iTunes or Spotify, please consider giving the podcast a five-star rating and writing a review. When you do one of those simple things, you help those big tech algorithms notice the Gospel Saves content. I can't do this without your help, so please help me preach the good news of Jesus to as many people as possible. All right, so let's answer the question, is baptism just a symbol? In Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, Paul asks, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul's teaching on baptism in Romans 6 is, in part, a response to one of the criticisms of his teaching. Apparently, Paul's teaching on grace had been misconstrued by some in the first century. They insinuated that Paul promoted sin in order to increase the grace of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 8 is another example. And why not say, let us do evil that good may come, as we are slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, their condemnation is just. From Paul's teaching, some people seem to conclude, if God gives more grace in response to sin, then we should sin to increase God's grace, or let us do evil that good may come. Or to put it another way, sin is bad, but if I sin, God just gives more grace, so it's okay. Paul vehemently denies this insinuation based on what we have experienced in Jesus Christ. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? In Jesus Christ, we experience a spiritual death. We die to sin. So our motivation to resist temptation and avoid sin lies not only in the lawlessness of sin, that sin is wrong, 
but also in the reality that we are now spiritually dead to sin. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? This death to sin occurs when we are baptized into Christ Jesus, as he says in verse 3, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Paul asserts we are baptized into his death, into the death of Christ. The concept of baptism into Christ is unique to Paul's theology. To be baptized into someone or something means we were previously outside. I cannot get into my car unless I begin outside my car. Paul says the Israelites were baptized into Moses, we are baptized into one body, we are baptized into Christ, and we are baptized into his death. In each of these cases, those who were previously outside were placed into or inside the new condition. So prior to baptism, we are not in the death of Jesus. When we are baptized, we are baptized into his death. So when do we die to sin? When we are baptized into Jesus, which includes his death. And I'll talk about this some more in verses 5 through 7. In baptism, God unites us with both the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. At the center of the gospel lies the death and resurrection of Jesus. The gospel that Paul delivered to the Corinthian church, first of all, is that gospel which Paul had received that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. Paul's gospel, which was revealed to him by Jesus Christ, revolved around the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So the baptism taught by Paul contains all three of these elements. We are buried with Jesus through baptism, we are baptized into his death, and we are raised to walk in newness of life. Just like the central element of the gospel, baptism is a death, burial, and resurrection. And remember, this entire line of reasoning stems from this question, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Paul says, I should no longer live in sin because I've died with Christ. When do I die with Christ? When I was baptized, not when I asked Jesus into my heart, not when I prayed the sinner's prayer, not when I believed, but when I was baptized into his death. So I ask, is Paul treating baptism as just a symbol? Now, some people might be thinking, well, he does so in verse 5. Yes, he does. So let's take a look at verses 5 through 7. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Paul has used the word likeness two times before in the book of Romans. In chapter 1, verse 23, he laments the Gentiles who changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. In their idolatry, the Gentiles turned God into man's likeness. In chapter 5, verse 14, he observed that between Adam and Moses, 
everyone died even though they had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. The Greek word means figure, image, likeness, representation. So Paul says baptism is a figure, a likeness, a representation of the crucifixion and resurrection. Is baptism a symbol? Yes. But is it just a symbol? Although baptism symbolizes the core of the gospel, we should not conclude it is only symbolic. Earlier I mentioned the use of the word into. We are baptized into Christ Jesus, which includes being baptized into his death. As I noticed, we must first be outside of Christ and his death in order to be baptized into both. In addition, let's notice the use of the word with. In verse 4, Paul says, In baptism we are buried with Jesus. Verse 6, In baptism our old man is crucified with Jesus. In verse 8, In baptism we have died with Christ. And also in verse 8, Because we have died with him in baptism, we expect to live with him upon our resurrection from the dead. Paul depicts baptism as more than a symbol of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. He depicts baptism as our participation in those consequential events. Taking this a step further, notice where Paul situates baptism. He places baptism between our old man and walking in newness of life. He equates our old man with the body of sin in verse 6. Our old man is who we were before baptism. Our old man enters the waters of baptism in order to be crucified with Jesus and thereby freed from sin. What emerges from the water is a new man who walks in newness of life. So baptism is placed between the old man and the new man. In addition, Paul describes the old man as a slave to sin. Sin appears to be a promise of freedom, but... It is an illusion. When we allow our desires to run unfettered, we give sin dominion over us. We obey sin. It becomes our master. A life ruled by sin is fruitless and meaningless and ends in death. Our crucifixion with Jesus in baptism does away with the body of sin, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Once again, Paul situates baptism in a crucial spot. He places it between slavery to sin and freedom from sin, which brings me to a crucial point. Paul's rationale for a Christian no longer living in sin presupposes that sins are forgiven in baptism. Peter says baptism is for the remission of sins, Acts 2.38, We are not baptized because our sins have been forgiven. We are baptized in order for our sins to be forgiven. The same Greek phrase is used when Jesus talks of his blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, Matthew 26, 28. The cause is God's grace, which is bestowed in baptism. The effect is the forgiveness of sins. When Ananias came to Paul after he had been praying and fasting for three days in Damascus, The disciple sent by Jesus asks, And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Acts 22.16 
And in much the same language, Paul says, when we are crucified with Jesus, baptized into his death, God does away with the body of sin. and Thereafter, we are to reckon ourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So according to Paul's gospel, Jesus died for our sins, and when we are baptized into his death, our sins are forgiven because we have died with Jesus, and we have died to sin. Having died to sin, we no longer live under its dominion. As I consider what is taught by Romans 6, 1 through 7, here are a few key conclusions I draw from the text. If I have been saved by the grace of God, I have been freed from sin, but I cannot live how I please. Before baptism, I am outside of Christ. I am baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection. In baptism, I am united with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I participate with him, and because Jesus died to sin, I die to sin in baptism. God situates baptism between death and life, between our old person and our new person, between slavery and freedom. So while I agree that baptism is a symbol, Paul calls it the likeness of the death and resurrection of Jesus. It is a symbol with profound spiritual implications and effects. I enter baptism a sinner. I emerge from baptism a saint, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ, raised to walk in newness of life. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.